So, I mean, that I feel is the tough part about being a founder and a CEO. Like you kind of have to become a jack of all trades and just no matter what background you come from, there are going to be arenas in which you're out of your depth. On Queen of the Week, we highlight women in the Get Shit Done tribe as they walk you through the steps they take to getting shit done and crushing traction goals so you can too. Here is our Queen of the Week. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Small Packages, which is a company that exists to help people make their relationships stronger. And we do that right now with curated care packages for all life occasions, from the great ones like birthdays and new babies to the not so great stuff like divorces and everything like that. So we are an e-commerce site. So we sell care packages that are in three different price points, 35, 50, and 100. And folks come to the site and buy gifts for people in their life that they want to stay close to. I started working on it in late 2018, and we launched with an iFundWomen campaign in December of 2018. So we just passed two years in business. You have such a like brand that it just feels so comforting. Like it's a friend talking to you, which is incredible. They have really great engagement on social and in email. Then tell us, you know, a little bit about your customer and why they use you. I would say our primary customer is someone who's, you know, a little bit out of school. They sort of are starting to move into the next phases of life, whether it's moving away for grad school or, you know, finding a partner, having a baby or something. And so they feel themselves sort of attenuated from their friend groups, not able to spend as much time. This is even before the pandemic <laughs> showing up in person for the people that they really care about. And so you know, they're busy, they have high powered careers. And so they are using us to keep those relationships strong. So the idea is that you're able to send a care package that's tailored for exactly what that person is going through. And you can send this gesture that feels really heartfelt, handwritten note and everything, but it only takes you a couple of minutes to do it so you can get on with the rest of your day. We work almost exclusively with small businesses to do the curation in our boxes. So that means we get to kind of act as a discovery platform for all of these small indie brands that people might not have found out about otherwise. So they're opening their box and they're like, oh, this is such a sweet gesture from this person that I love, but also like, oh, what's this cool chocolate? What's this hair care brand from Georgia that I would like never have found out about otherwise. So we're celebrating two traction milestones, which I'm super pumped about, especially since she went through the accelerator and these were top of mind for her. Um, so the first is that you 5X'd your revenue in a pandemic, which is beyond a pan pandemic, it's insane. In a regular year, it's insane. Um, and you attribute it to being able to A, get press and convert that press into paid marketing. So can you walk us a little bit through that process and how did you make that happen? I did like a very small friends and family round, but for the most part, we've kind of just been bootstrapped all the way along. But I did manage to carve out some funds to hire an independent PR consultant who is really, really good at storytelling. And for our brand, that was incredibly important because, you know, there's lots of things you can send as gifts, but finding someone who's able to tell the story behind what we stand for and all of the different angles that our business can be was crucial. And so she started sort of seeding the market for us and we started getting all of this press. 
And then in the bump from sales we saw from that, we were able to harness that cash and turn it into paid marketing. One thing that she taught us also, which was a strategy that we followed that kind of led to this bump in sales is to not concentrate on like the big sexy publications. Like I want to be in Refinery29, I want to be an L. I mean, I still do, obviously, but you know, to concentrate on just the arenas in which you get the most eyeballs for the exact targeted customer that you're looking at is who cares where it comes from as long as you're reaching the people that you need to reach. What else worked really well in terms of helping you get to that revenue point? Because you said you converted it to paid ads. What helped you to see those conversions from press to then putting it into to ads? Candace kind of helping us understand that we should go for the micro helped across the business. So as we were getting that press, I also turned to like concentrating on these micro influencers. I'll name one as like a really great example. This woman named Emma Golden, her handle is Emma's thing. And she converts for us like crazy because she's just absolutely knows her audience is super authentic. I think she only recently got to 10,000 followers. But finding people like her who are just able to like really, really understand and convert their audience has been a game changer. So then what do you feel didn't work in this process that you found along the way that you stopped doing? Working with agencies that I hadn't fully vetted. (laughs) So, I mean, that I feel is the tough part about being a founder and a CEO, like you kind of have to become a jack of all trades and just no matter what background you come from, there are going to be arenas in which you're out of your depth. And for digital marketing, you know, Facebook, Instagram ads, I initially, you know, contracted people like, all right, we're going to put this money behind it. It's going to be great. And then they didn't really get us. Like they didn't really understand our brand culture or who we were trying to target and it wasn't that successful so we clawed it back created our own creative made sure that we were representing ourselves in the best way and then kind of attacked it anew but you just can't work with people that don't get you so then what were some of the tools you used to get this traction a lot of the normal ones that i'm sure everybody uses like slack we were a completely distributed team we're up to about six or seven folks working together on a regular basis now and we're all in different cities we're completely distributed so we have to make sure that we're you know completely on top of our communication all the time we also switched our email provider over from MailChimp to Klaviyo. And the reason that we did that was we just decided to get super, super specific about segmenting our email list so that we could talk to our customers in a very hyper-targeted way and set up all sorts of different flows based on their experience. It kind of carries over from the rest of the brand, right? Like if we want to show up and help somebody have the exact experience they want to have with their friend, like we have to make sure we're doing the same thing on the brand side. So then another thing we're we're celebrating for you, which was huge, um, because it was something you had been wanting to do for a while, um, is you found a co-founder, but mind you, you didn't start this with a co-founder, you brought one in later. So walk us through your process for finding the quote unquote one. So I had been wanting a co-founder or at the very least someone really senior in the operations side of things for a long time. And so actually through the accelerator kind of went through my network and was saying, this is something that I'm looking for and was hooked up with 
Monica Shah, who is my co-founder. But the relationship started as a purely consulting one. She was already working at another startup where she was very happy. So we just sort of started working together in a very limited capacity where she was sharing things that she had learned in her journey so far. And she just provided so much lift right away. You know, you can tell when you meet someone who has just such a complimentary skill set. We actually had never met in person because this was all happening during the pandemic. So we just went on one Zoom date after another and had all of the conversations about what I was trying to build and what she might be interested in. And it ended up being mutually beneficial. So we went through and signed all our paperwork and everything still just over Zoom. <laughs> and then we ended up meeting in person for the first time um, in December, which was wild. You know, whenever you have something in your life where you want to connect to someone and you want to feel close, Small Packages is a, is a great place to go. And we also are doing corporate orders now as well. So if there's something kind of more on the professional side of things where we can help do completely customized packages for that, we'd be glad to help anybody out who needs it. Thank you so much for listening to Get Shit Done. We hope you got the traction tips you need to grow your company on your own terms. If you want to learn more traction tips like these from badass women entrepreneurs weekly, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, queen, show us some love by rating and reviewing this podcast. This really helps us reach and serve more women like you in slaying their way to traction. And if you're looking for more support on your scaling journey, head on over to shegetsshitdone.com slash join, where you'll become a part of the movement of women entrepreneurs giving 4% the middle finger. And special shout out to our squad, Kayla Algie and Stephanie Montana for producing this episode. I also love hearing from you, friend. So head on over to the gram and hit me up at Get Shit Done Queen and let me know what did you learn or what do you want to learn more about? Until next time, queen, I'm Alex Patdorf reminding you, you've got this. Now go out there and get shit done.